0: What's going on what's going on whole world you have tuned into the North Star podcast I'm your humble and gracious host Simba Ali we are in the building I told everybody you know, a lot of people were cracking jokes. <clears throat> they were like, oh, what's the big deal? You got a sex worker, right? They were cracking jokes on the Tessa Nicole, you know, trying to pigeonhole my interviews. And I told you I was coming back, baby. This isn't about the person. This is about the people. We got Councilman Blaine, Third Ward, Chris Masolia in the house today. Can we give you a What's going on, Chris? Not much. Thanks for having, or having me. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being on the show, man. I yep. appreciate it. Now... <clears throat> You are, of course, the winner of the current election of councilman. I voted for you.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate yeah. the support. You had a sign for me out front too. Really appreciate it. Right.
0: Representing, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? I was representing my gang the right way. Um, and it was when I vote. It was your name was one of the only ones that I read. I was like, "There's Chris. There you go. Yep. That's the guy. Right? It wasn't <laughs> hard to sift through." The way that we met was kind <clears> of, <throat> kind of peculiar, I would say, but interesting. Um, you were campaigning, yep. and you had knocked on the door and asked if you could put a sign in the front yard there, yep. and <clears throat> I had advised you, then. I was like, hey man, you know I do a podcast, it would be cool if you could come on the podcast if you win, you know, and you were like, hey, no, you know, no problem, yeah. we'll see how things go, I don't yeah, know if I'm going to win, we'll see how things go, yeah. and I was like, ah, oh, this is just chatter, that's that politician chatter, you guys nope. know, hey, that I'm politician here. I'm chatter, here. so I reached out to Chris, and I'm like, Chris, hey, you won, man, is it cool if you come on the show, and you were like, yeah, no problem. That sounds like, that's, that's really cool, Chris, you know, for you to at least um, accept the request and get back to me, and now we're here on the shelf." So. No, yeah,
1: no problem. I really appreciate you reaching out. Um, you know, I'm a creative, and I just, you know, I think it's awesome that you're just going forward, and you've been doing this podcast for a few years now, and mm-hmm. uh, it's awesome. So, you know, I also, I mean, it's sweet that you're in Blaine. You're doing a podcast from Blaine, Minnesota, yes, and sir. just hitting issues,
0: and yeah.
1: it's great. So thanks for having me on.
0: <clears throat> no problem, no problem. Well, um, so now, um, getting right to it, um, you're, you are the current councilman of the Third Ward, Yeah. here? Yep. And um, I was going over a few of your, the things that you touched on as far as your campaign and things you kind of wanted to work on, and um, we'll get to a lot of that later throughout the interview, but one of the sure. things I did want to ask you about is, what is your feelings currently on what's going on at the Capitol, you know, with everybody storming and yeah. all of that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you feel that... You know, it's kind of split. Do You feel that there might be two segments that, you know, there's a half of the, that just kind of want to march their protest and voice their opinion. And then kind of like with Black Lives Matter, you know, there's the peaceful people that march, and then you have the agitators. And it's kind of hard to differentiate between oh, the definitely. two because they get matched. What, yeah. what are your feelings
1: on, uh, Oh, definitely. I mean, I think there's always, I mean, with any group, I mean, you have you know, the crazy people that want to go burn stuff down. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. And you have people that are genuinely there just to kind of to be there to make a difference. You have people that are there just because they're curious. And they're like, oh, what's going on? You know, like, let's go just follow the crowd. Um, you know, I, I, I think it was a it was a sad situation, obviously. Um, you know, I thought there was a lot of interesting things that happened just the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw a bunch of videos online where, you know, police were, like, opening gates and just, like, letting people, you know, come into things, Gosh. and so, I mean, there's a lot of questions with everything. Obviously, I don't think that violence and, you know, just protesting where where you're breaking stuff or trying to break into places is ever really the answer. Um, yeah, I think people should be able to assemble, gather, protest peacefully, but you know, when you're destroying property or you're trying to, you know, break into things or burn things down or whatever it is, that's never the answer. And, you know, I would always condemn that kind of protesting. I just I don't think that's the way to go. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, naturally, when I,
0: when I was watching it happen, uh, a segment, a, a part of me kind of felt like a little, it's, it's hard to say, I don't want to say proud because that's not necessarily the word. But this is how the course of America has been, if you talk about the genesis with the Sons of Liberty and the Tea Party and you know, when Americans do not like the laws, the policies being imposed upon us as the people, we do have a tendency of being um, a little aggressive when yeah. it comes to talking to the people imposing or putting forth those policies. Yep. So when I see people storming the Capitol as an American, there is a part of me that is like, well, yeah, that is, you know, sometimes they're not listening to us. You know what I mean? And sometimes but then when you hear about the people that pass away, that's when as a human, you're like, well, you know, I don't I don't want anybody to pass away. Right. You know what I mean? But sometimes things have to happen. So um, with this whole political election with Donald Trump and Joe Biden, um, do you feel that maybe there is a true current Change of power going on here because usually, the you know, the changing of when somebody loses or wins the election the electoral election for president of the United States it's usually kind of a peaceful, all right, man, it's your turn, you know, back and forth. Um, the only time in history that I've known for it to get violent like this is when there's a true kind of regime change going on here, you know what I mean? Do you feel like that might be happening as far as your? understanding you being in i don't think so i
1: mean i don't think people are ready to like take up arms and you know go start going crazy at state capitals or anything like that and i i I mean i hope and pray that we're not at that point um i mean if we are that'd be in my opinion a sad day for america you know and i just uh you know I, i hope that we're not at that point um You know, like you said, I mean, I think there is kind of that that heart of the American patriot, you know, Mm -hmm. inside a lot of us as Americans where it's like, you know, hey, if there was injustice, if there was fraud, if this election was stolen, like, heck yeah, we're going to do something about it. Like, we don't want this to happen, you know. So I I get that people might feel that way, but, you know, I I really hope that we're, you know, not going to be seeing crazy violence and and riots and stuff this spring and this summer, I really, I I hope and pray that we're not going to see that,
0: so. I'm with you, I'm with you on that, being from, from Minnesota, it just kind of seems like we're like the forefront of all this, you know what I'm saying, of of, of the whole current situation, um, how, how have you and your family, the, like we said, the holidays have just passed, how was your holidays, your Christmas? It was good, thanks
1: man, yeah, we had a, you know, obviously different with COVID and everything this year, but. Uh, we kind of just broke it up, and you know, hung out with my mom, dad, extended mm-hmm. family. We did go and see uh, my my grandpa in Michigan. Okay. I, I just had a son early this year, and he was the first great grandson, kind of on, on that side of the family. Hey, hey shout, shout out to junior. Yeah. Shout yep. out to
0: Chris Chris Mussolia. He's
1: actually the third.
0: The I'm third. the junior. You're junior. Yeah. I'm ah, junior. Okay, and, okay.
1: And you're you're the from a fourth, fourth, right? Yeah. From so a fourth to a junior. Yep, so got I a mean, to go to, to with, got uh, a <laughs> ways to
0: go to catch up with a lot of us to catch up with me, <laughs> man. They still yeah. look at you normally like oh junior they look at me like all right, what is this what is this going right, on? Right, We're going yeah. on the 6th and 7th one? Yeah,
1: ready? hey, I think that's sweet. So yeah, my son's the third, um, but he's the first kind of great-grandson on that whole side, so it was really cool for my grandpa just to, you know, nice. see his great-grandson and just kind of see that breathe on uh, third generation, so yeah, yeah that was cool. Nice. So that was a good trip, but
0: yeah. How well, was it in Michigan? In Michigan, was it cold?
1: Not as cold as Minnesota. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Minnesota was colder, so Yeah, yeah I didn't have much had, We've had a nice winter this year. Yeah, it's been kind of. This
0: been, we've been we've been slapped with a couple of blizzards here and there that yep. made us slide around. But as far as the temperature, I mean, we've been blessed this yeah. this year. Yeah, it I also kind of makes me worry about climate change. I don't. I don't think climate. I never thought that the climate thing is real until this year. I'm like, wait a second, man. It's a little warm in Minnesota. There might be something to that. Um. So now, as a councilman in Blaine. Yeah. Um, there are a few things that I'm learning, I'm a new resident out here, but sure. I have a few friends out here and you know, I move around and I talk to people yeah. that they're concerned about and one of the things that they are concerned about was this, um, this Prior, was it Prior Park? Is that at the... Pioneer Park. Pioneer, Pioneer Park, i yep. Pioneer Park. yeah And what's going on with there, what, what is happening with that, um, is it like a, did you say it's a wet bank?
1: Uh, so Pioneer Park is a, it's currently a park. So it's right off Main Street right over here. Um, okay. and it's, it's the park kind of right on the North side of Main Street. Um, and you know, they've, they've got some, some big trees in there, some trails. And, um, essentially what's happening is the city's, you know, kind of looking at things and saying, Hey, there's a lot of diseased trees and different things in here. And we want to basically kind of get rid of those trees and potentially create a wetland wetland um and so it's pretty controversial a lot of the neighbors uh up in our ward here in ward 3 which is north plain a lot of our neighbors are are not super excited about it uh, just because they like the park you know they like the trees they like the wooded area and there's not a lot of wooded area left in north Mm plain you know you look around we have so much development going on Uh, pretty much everywhere you look is you know new houses going up and there's not a lot of parks with like big old trees Mm -hmm. and so the neighbors really like that and obviously the houses that are you know kind of on the edge of pioneer park really like looking out their window and seeing the trees and all that kind of stuff and I think anytime the city's like hey we're gonna go cut down trees people are like wait a minute like what are you doing? Like why are you? you know, why
0: are you trying to do that? Especially when it's a place where they go. You know, exactly. so, wait a second, we, sweetie. Yeah, they're they where we go. They're talking about cutting that down. Yep. Um. Yep. So now when it comes to the redevelopment of Blaine, where do you stand with that? Are you are you for the? Because Blaine is developing rapidly now. Yeah. I mean, I remember when me being born in Minnesota, Blaine meant going out to go see farms or something like that. It was like you didn't go out to cities and stuff. (laughs) I mean, now we are really developing fast. So how do you feel about the development of Blaine? Are you for it? Are you pro the development? Is it a certain direction that you would like to see it developed in, more residential um, rather than retail or vice versa? How how do you feel about how Blaine is going as far as our development?
1: I'm not anti-development, but I want to see us develop in in a way that's smart and efficient. Um, You know, I don't think that we need to be incentivizing residential growth. So, you know, there's a couple projects, um, you know, that that were incentivized. We had a, a quote low income senior uh, apartment project that we gave a million dollars to off Lexington. Um, the city's used incentives before for townhomes and just different residential. So. I don't think that the city should be incentivizing more residential growth because we've just exploded with residential development and, you know, 80 to, I mean, I think 90% of residential development, they don't need an incentive. They don't need a tax break. Like, They're making a ton of money on these homes. Um, You know, these development companies, a lot of them are national development companies that are making just a ton of money. And so we don't need to be incentivizing. Uh, residential growth here. What I think we need to be incentivizing is unique industry, retail, business opportunities, you know, the things that wouldn't necessarily come to blame without a significant tax break or incentive. So I I think that we need to, you you know, be really smart about it. We also need to be really smart about, you know, where we're developing and the locations and you know, not just kind of, oh, hey, we're going to put a strip mall in over here and we're going to put a residential neighborhood across from an industrial park. And, you know, the city has a plan. They have a they have a vision for it, but I think it could use some improvement. And I think that um, kind of together, um, hopefully this new council and the new mayor that we have in Blaine, I think uh, we'll have some great ideas for, you know, how to develop Blaine in the right way and just have smart development here.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when you, when I when I was looking at, like I say, the things that you're campaigning for, I noticed that you speak about a transparent government. Yep. Is that a little bit into that, like you're talking about, like even with me, <clears throat> when I talk about how you, I mean, you were knocking door to door, putting your, your, your stands in people's yard, and also all throughout Blaine, like I was, um, we were speaking earlier, and I was telling you that my wife was like, God, all we see is this guy's <laughs> you know, thing, yeah. this guy's sign. This and when I see when I hear transparent government, when I see how you're engaging with people, is that part of it like figuring out how do you guys feel about us going forward with these things rather than doing it and then just kind of telling the people it's done, this is what's going on, Kind of move your move things back exactly to, you know, two acres yep. is yep. that what transparent government means yeah, is going that's to definitely the people and figuring out how they feel about the rapid growth of
1: blame? yeah, exactly that's part of it is you know our job is to represent the neighborhood. Our job is to represent the community. And so making sure that the community understands what's happening. Like, you know, with Pioneer Park, you know, making sure that all the neighbors know, you know, hey, this is what the city wants to do. The city wants to take this much of Pioneer Park and create a wetland. You know, how do you guys feel about that? And, you know, when I was door knocking, a lot of the neighborhoods were like, no, don't do it. You know, okay. <laughs> and so just kind of taking that back and, you know, being honest and, you know, representing the needs of the people and not just saying, well, the city wants to do this, so I'm going to vote for it because I know that, you know, this is something that could benefit the city financially. Um, So yeah, that's definitely part of it. You know, another part of it is just making sure we have transparency in our budget. Um, You know, that's a big thing for me is, you know, making sure what we're spending, you know, going through and saying, hey, you know, what is other services like? You know, we have a line item for other services for right. you know eight hundred thousand dollars or something. I mean, I'm just making something up right now. Right. right. But, but uh, you know, like stuff like that. You know, it's like we gotta we gotta make sure that we're uh, just being totally transparent with uh, you know our our budget, just how we're communicating, and just how we're representing the people. So.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I yeah. agree. That would make me feel more comfortable with politicians. Like even you just being here, Chris. You know what yeah. I mean. Even the fact that you you know, not only took the time to respond, but actually kept your word on coming through yeah. and being on the podcast, that says a lot. Um, and it also says a lot about the directions of what I like to say, the young politician. I, I said that to you when you came that day. I was like, you know, you're, you're young. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, I, I like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it means you grew up in a, a different time. You know, you see the world, where it's going rather than where it was. Definitely. You know? so I really like that. Um, I hear you talking about, you said you want the blame... You said you wanted uh, Blaine School and Businesses to be the envy of North Metro. Um, Kind of explain what you meant by that. Like our school systems, mainly. We kind of talked about the businesses, but when you say school systems.
1: Yeah, so Blaine has, um, you know, I I think in a lot of ways we have some strong schools here in Blaine. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, we have some great private schools here. um, But we kind of have a, a lot of different school districts. We actually have... think it's like four different school districts in Blaine we have Anoka Hennepin we got Centennial Spring Lake Park yeah so I mean we got a lot we're kind of chopped up in in a lot of different areas with school districts um but you know I I think uh you know when you look at even like the western twin city suburbs and you know different um schools and different places that are like oh wow you know Apple Valley is known for wrestling or you know, um, different schools are known for different things. I think think it'd be cool, not just with sports, but with education. uh, You know, I want to do what I can to support, um, you know, our education system and and private schools. And city council doesn't do a ton with schools just because the school district decides a lot of things as far as, you know, curriculum and a lot of those decisions. But, you know, we can help the school districts plan out the future. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, uh, having another high school here. Mm-hmm. With all the development that's going on, um, you know, we might need another high school in 10 to 15 years. So where are we going to put that? You know, are we going to do, because the current high school is in northwest Blaine. So are we going to do like a southeast high school? Or are we going to have Blaine North, Blaine South? Or are we going to do, you know, there's a lot of land here in the northeast. We could do Blaine West and Blaine East. You know, just kind of having some of those conversations, bringing some of those up. And making sure that our schools don't get overpopulated and overcrowded, I think, is a big thing. All right. Okay. Good.
0: Good. Yeah. Now, um, you are from Minnesota, correct? Yeah. What was it like for you growing up here? What part did you grow up Did you grow up in Blaine here? Yeah?
1: Okay. No, I actually grew up in North Minneapolis. Um, what? Yeah. yeah North side.
0: Yeah, Northside. You 43rd grew up in tread, y'all. Yo. Where'd you grow up in North <laughs>
1: Minneapolis? 43rd and Vincent. So. 43rd and Vincent. Okay, okay. Yeah. Over there by Henry.
0: Yeah, Everybody I played.
1: Like I played sports at Henry, so played okay. played baseball and soccer oh, okay, at Henry. Okay, Chris. Yep, I was with all the white boys. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. That's
0: all right because you was with the brothers too. Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: they they didn't want to play soccer and, and baseball that much. I don't know why. It was like it was like all the white kids played baseball and soccer, and we mm-hmm. had you know. We had a couple of the African brothers on the soccer team, but that was about it. <laughs>
0: yeah, the African brothers would come play with yeah. soccer board, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so you grew up in, in North Minneapolis, which yeah, yeah. at least gave you somewhat of a feel of multiculturalism. You know yeah. what I mean? No. I mean, you I weren't like where you off where it's like, oh, I've never seen brothers before. It's like, no. Come on. I mean, Patrick Henry, you're the minority. Yeah, yeah. Come on now, man. I'm the minority. Yeah, I'm um, the minority. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, as a as a as a white person now entering the field of politics. Um, and kind of understanding a little bit of what uh, your black brothers here in America are going through. You yeah. know, we recently had the passing of George Floyd and right. um or the murder, sorry, the murder of George Floyd. Um, do you feel? What would be your advice locally to African Americans? Say, we're gonna play like a game. Have you seen the movie? Uh, what what is that movie with where he was the politician? Is it Bullock? Bullwinkle? Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, it's a movie where a politician wakes up and he starts telling the truth to the... Uh, oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren Beatty plays I don't guy. really remember it, but I, yeah. I think I've seen that a yeah, lot. But it's a, it's a great movie. Uh, yep. God, now it's going to be on my brain anyway. But if you could wake up, if you woke up tomorrow and you were African-American, braids, cornrows, <laughs> but you were still the councilman.
1: Yeah.
0: How, and but you weren't the councilman of Blaine. Now okay. you were the councilman of North Minneapolis. Okay. How would you advise your people to vote, if you could, knowing what you know about politics now, in order to bring about the best change. Like, hey, man, you might want to vote for um, your alderman, somebody you might want to focus on, or um, a sheriff, you know what I mean? Sure. Or a councilman. Yeah. You know, is that key? A, yeah. a councilman, should African Americans, how should we focus voting locally, in your opinion?
1: I think I would say the biggest thing is you just got to try to really do your research and connect with the person on an individual level, you know, because I think a lot of people, especially for, um, you know, what they call like down ballot, you know, uh, politicians or down ballot races, mm-hmm. a lot of people just, you know, straight ticket uh, Democrats, they straight ticket Republican, or they don't really research, they just, oh, I'll just pick one person, like I don't know who these people are, you know, or... Or my mom said to vote for so-and-so, so so I'll do that. So I think the biggest thing would be, you know, hey, um, you know, really reach out to people, ask questions, you know, figure out where they stand on things that you care about. Like, you know, what are the biggest issues for you and your community? Um, You know, is it uh, everything going on with the
0: police? Is it roads, infrastructure? Is it school? Say there. Say police. Right. If you feel that police is the problem and that's something that you would like to... Get involved in what? What is a position that you might want to vote on then? Well, city council's big. I city mean, council's right. big, right? I mean, so you council. see Minneapolis
1: right now. I mean, the the city council's you know voting to cut the police budget and all that stuff. Right, and right. They're they're seeing the the crime rate just go crazy <laughs> in there, and you know it's it, it's it is what it is. But I mean, that's that's the city council. So I mean, mm-hmm. city council there with that for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I our, our, our
0: problems locally, would have, we should start with city council. It would be a great place For certain to start. things, yeah, for sure. With police.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. City council is important. I think the whole, you know, George Floyd so like thing you, really amplified
0: that. Right. right, so like you, right? Yeah. Like you're a councilman. Yep. So say you were a councilman of North Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and you were really upset about what happened with George Floyd. Right. Every day it bothered you. Sure. Like you woke up and you were just like, man, that... That wasn't right. You know, I need yeah. to do something about how our police are policing, you know, the, our black brothers in North Minneapolis. That would be a fight that you could actually take up and make noise on. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think they're doing it right now. I mean, uh, you know, they're wanting to, um, you know, transition a lot of different things with the police department. And you see the, the city council making those decisions in Minneapolis.
0: So. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris. So now um, I understand that you've done a little bit of acting, Chris. Yeah. Been in the acting game, yep. Um, did a, did a few movies with. You said you did one with Ben Hughes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did a, a film called The Protectors with uh, Ben Hughes. He's a local uh, videographer, filmmaker. He's mm-hmm. done a done a lot of music videos here in Minneapolis. But
0: shout out to Ben. What's up, Ben? Ben Hughes. What's up, man? Um, I, 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 go I, watch the Protectors. Go watch the Protectors, people. Um, yeah,
1: especially those who haven't yet. <laughs> See, see, Chris, you, you
0: plug. That's what I like. It. See, the new generation understands. You got to plug your yeah, stuff, yo. I understand. Um, you, now, you, ha- you did have a situation that I was reading about where you were in a movie with Nicole Kidman. Or in a movie that... I almost was in a you movie. You were almost a in a movie with Nicole <laughs> yeah, Kidman. Yeah. But yeah. it was a situation where you were 10 years old and they wanted you to get butt booty naked. Yep. And moms came in like, nah, not my baby. Not yeah. happy. He ain't going down that road.
1: That's right. Is yeah. that what happened? Yeah, it was one of my, it was kind of actually, you know, I I think God works all things for the, for the good, you know, but it was one of those things where I, it was my first trip out to New York and it was kind of how I got discovered in a way. Um, I had only been doing auditions locally here in Minneapolis Mm -hmm. and I auditioned for a film with Nicole Kidman. And two weeks later, the director called me and was like, Hey, we really like you for this project. We want you to fly out to New York, read with Nicole Kidman. So I did that. And um, during that time, my parents were reading the script and it was about a 10 year old boy or Nicole Kidsman's husband gets reincarnated as a 10 year old boy. And they have, like, a bathtub uh, scene and stuff. And you were like,
0: come on, Mom. You were like, Mom, come mom! It's Mom.
1: I, I don't think I had hit puberty yet. So I oh, probably, so you probably were a little bit like, I yeah. I was a little shy. Yeah, yeah, Nicole myself.
0: can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the little, yeah, the little tic-tac. Yep, yep. Yeah, I can't show to kill my little I was, tic-tac. I
1: was probably <laughs> still pretty shy, but... Um,
0: that's uh, good though for mom to step up and do that though. That's that's great cuz yeah. some moms would have been like get in there boy get that money, you know what I right, mean?
1: Right. Yeah. No, and I was glad. I mean, and it worked out. You know, I got an agent in mm-hmm. New York from that and you know, people were like, "Hey, who's this kid from Minneapolis that's, you know, auditioning for this high-profile film?" And so it worked out. You know, I got I got an agent from it and then I started auditioning in New York um off of that so
0: now you spent so quite cool. a few years in acting right you spent yeah. like about what seven years five six seven years just yeah. in that field kind of in that arena kind yeah kinda.
1: i would say probably even more than that but really? yeah yeah so i started acting when i was 10 like i said um you know and i i mean i i took a couple of breaks but i mean i yeah i uh i did a film when i was you know 26 i've, I've done a few small independent films uh, since then so
0: okay yeah Um, Well, let's now let's talk about your transition into politics. What made you kind of want to get into politics and how did that go about for you?
1: Yeah, it all kind of just happened this year. It was pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I went to a human rights march out in Washington, D.C. And uh, we went to a conference afterward and they were talking about young people getting Mm -hmm. involved. And kind of like you were saying earlier, just the importance of seeing new faces, new perspectives, new ideas. Yes. And. you know, kind of, kind of that feeling. You know, when you go see an inspirational speaker, and you're like, "Oh yeah, like that was so good." You know, it like hits I'm, you. I'm, I'm pumped up about mm-hmm. this. You know, so kind of had a little bit of that, and then some of my friends were really encouraging me. You know, like, "Hey, you should go for this. If it's in your heart, you should do it." And um, so I ended up coming back uh, to Minnesota. I talked to some people locally here, and they're like, "Well, you could run for city council and just, you know, see how it goes." And um, you know, I honestly did it did not have any idea of what to expect running for city council. I learned a ton. Um, but once I kind of got into it, I just kind of that competitive nature in me, I just, you know, I, I wanted to hit it hard. I wanted to go talk to everybody in Blaine that that was in my ward and, you know, really try to represent their needs. And so we just went for it. Um, I did a lot of door knocking and, ended up winning. I was, you know, I was kind of surprised to be honest cuz the the councilman that w- that I took his seat, you know, he he wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't a bad councilman. Um okay. it's really hard to beat an incumbent. Mm-hmm. Um but yes. you know, uh we ended up winning and really grateful so. Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. And all hard work, man. Like I said, yeah. all through the city, it was I didn't know who anybody else was. I was a kid. <laughs> this is Chris's town, man. This is Chris's town, man. Chris That's is right. out here gang banging yeah. on. There. You you gang banging uh was a gangbang campaigning. I was like, Dan, is this but he got a stand got a stand up in Walmart? What is going yeah, on?" <laughs> I had a, I had a lot of signs. I didn't want to I
1: didn't want to do the little signs. I did the big signs cuz I didn't want people to think I was a roofing contractor. <laughs> <laughs> right, cuz we, we got uh, so many of those up up in Blaine and yes, it's like, we do. you know, yes, we they do. got their signs everywhere, so I had to get the big ones.
0: But. Um now, do you have any aspirations of any kind of like higher offices after this? Do you, is, is, is this is this kind of something where you're like, I'd like to try my and it's something else.
1: Not, after. not at this time. Um, you know, I, I think I'm just kind of taking it a step at a time with this. Uh, you know, I, I'm not looking to switch careers. I, I have a great job. I work as a digital marketer. Uh, I do SEO and websites, and I really like what I do. Um, so I'm not trying to make a career out of politics or anything but I'll, i'm also always open to new opportunities that's just t- the type of person that i am it's like hey something comes up i'll right. go for it you yeah. know it's like don't threaten uh,
0: me with a good time yeah if, <laughs> a, if a door
1: opens i mean i'm gonna go through it you know so yeah. um you know you never know but uh yeah well just one step at a time and i'll be uh you know serving blaine here for the next four years at least and that'll be my focus is just trying to represent what people want at the city level so
0: cool yeah. Now, um, as far as Blaine, um, are we gonna do anything about this sixty-five? This, uh, do you that's know that some issue, days man. I sit, I go get Chipotle, and I sit waiting to try to get on sixty-five, and you just yep. see lights of lights of never-ending, the never-ending story. You see, that's, you know what I mean? That's and That's the like, issue. And then you got Lexington over here is also developing rapidly. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yep. And so, if we're
1: not careful, it's gonna be another. Highway sixty five over there. So, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I didn't campaign on Highway sixty five just because, um, you know, I've lived in Blaine. So I moved from North Minneapolis up to Blaine when I was uh, eighteen, nineteen. So I've lived here for uh, ten years now. Okay. And every politician that I've you know followed or that stopped by my doors, like, we're gonna fix Highway sixty five. You know, we're gonna make sure it works. And it's like. Well, still in process. you know? and, <laughs> he and, and did they've it They've done yet. a lot of. They've done a lot of good things with it, and we're kind of getting there, closer and closer. But
0: they fixed the 35W. We've almost fixed 35W. Yeah. Y'all ain't did nothing with 65. <laughs> Come on now. Yep.
1: Well, we we got a few overpasses on Highway 65, which is great. But mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't something that I was campaigning on, just because you know it's uh, it's something that we we really need the state of Minnesota to step in and do. I mean, there's certain steps that the city can take. We can lobby you know we can try to fix certain intersections but at the end of the day you know i think we really need minnesota as a state to prioritize blaine and to prioritize the north metro area you know we need to put to to see them put some infrastructure in place to really prioritize this growing part of the twin cities you know they spend a lot of a lot of time and a lot of money in the west and the south and it's like hey like you guys got to start prioritizing the north twin city suburbs so
0: mm, mm. Cool. Now um I see that you did take a little bit of jujitsu as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Right? right?
1: Wow, you did your research. Yeah, did a little research that's on good. you. Um, are you a
0: UFC fan? Do you like Not UFC? really. No? I
1: the the cages bug me, man really i just uh, it's just
0: i don't know if it's like it adds an animal thing like it well doesn't...
1: yeah it's like when and when people like get up against the cages and they're just like going and just like be it's just like oh uh, yeah. like come on mercy you know <laughs> like i just yeah. i think i feel like compassion for the person that's just getting, getting totally <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah. destroyed and i'm like no come on like let up on them let up on them right so i i don't like it i so i i did jujitsu as a kid um um, I actually trained with um, a, an amazing uh, martial arts uh, instructor named Greg Nelson. He teaches at the academy where Brock Lesnar went. And so oh, okay. he's a really good martial Shout arts instructor. Shout out to Greg. Yep, Greg yeah. Nelson. Amazing man. I mean, he's he's uh, not just with, like, jiu-jitsu, but just amazing man of character and, you know, training youth and, like, you know, just instilling values and just, you know, how to how to succeed at life into young people. So he's just an amazing guy. Loved, loved being a part of his program. Um, but yeah, didn't didn't really go anywhere after right. I was like, I'm sure you 13. learned
0: some good lessons oh, from yeah. that that you take. Life lessons. Life for lessons for sure. that you're using right now. For, for sure. sure. Um, how do you feel? We're gonna be wrapping up pretty soon here, but um, how do you feel about COVID 19 um affecting, do you think that kind of as a people, this is something that we'll be able to get past. And do you feel that we're in the process of getting past it? Do you feel that this country is kind of dealing with it the best way that we can? Um, or do you feel that, do you feel like after COVID 19, we might be looking at a totally different America? Or do you think that we might be able to get back kind of to the way things were after COVID 19?
1: I hope we can get back to the way things were. I think, you know, you hear people say that a lot, like a new normal or I don't know if we'll ever get back to the way things were. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just like, oh, like I say it just like you said it right there, Chris. I hope I've said it like that. you said it like that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) the way things were. We're never going to get to that that point, you know. Uh, I really hope that that's not true. I mean, I, I think that you know, I love movies. I love going to movie theaters. I love going out to eat. I love, <sighs> too. you know, I love being around people. I love going to concerts. I mean, I don't go to a ton of concerts. You're into music. You probably yeah, go yeah, to way yeah, more than me. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but I when like, you want to like go that to one type of stuff, yeah. you know, don't like tell me I, I can't go to one. Exactly. when Kanye's like, here
0: and he's doing the the Jesus album. You know, Sunday I want to go. Yeah, yeah I want to go. go to
1: Sunday service. Come on, Kanye, come to come to Minneapolis. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I hope we get back to. You know, wait the way things were this summer. I mean, I think uh, hopefully the vaccine will be effective and everything, and, and we will.
0: So, okay, yeah, well, um, that's um, that's pretty much it. Uh, Chris, thank you for awesome. coming on the show. You know, yeah, thanks um,
1: for having me, Simba. Really appreciate it, and I uh, love what you're doing with the podcast. So,
0: and this is many, this is one of many. Like I said, um, yeah. I'll reach out to you again now. As long as you're a councilman, I think I'll be able to get you like this. If you decide to step it up and get mayor, it's probably gonna be a little tough to get you on the well, show.
1: Hey, you know. But
0: I'm gonna use this show, Chris. And I'll <laughs> pop up at your front. I'll storm the Capitol. Oh. I'll storm the Capitol, <laughs> and I'll play this. You see that movie when he played the radio outside of window. I'll say, Chris, one more episode.
1: Hey, you know what, man? You keep putting uh, my signs up in your yard. You, you got me on your show. There, there Thank you, That's It's called a quid pro quo. No. Yes,
0: that's politics. <laughs> you do, I do. i just just <laughs> Um, This is the North Star Podcast. Don't forget that common sense is the best form of currency because it can be spent and used anywhere. Um, I appreciate Chris Masolia for coming on the show. Yeah. Like I said, one of many. And um, great luck in your going forward with your political career man
1: thanks for having me simba best of luck with this podcast and keep up the great work will do awesome. see y'all